Welcome to Tall, Dark, and Fictional, a podcast about romance fiction by romance writers. I'm Kat Wynn and... I'm Gabby Marie. Gabby Marie is here. Okay, so real talk. I SJ was supposed to record an episode at some point, but she woke up this morning and her voice is still really fucked up. So we said, don't worry about it. Poor SJ. Gabby was so kind and generous to fill in so that I could continue to blast out a million episodes for the month of November, which has been killing me softly, by the way, and probably <laughs> has a terrible ROI. And yet, nevertheless, she persisted. I'm proud of you. Thank you so much. Yeah. So uh, Gabby is just days away from the release of her holiday novella, Snowed in Fling. How are you feeling? Pretty good. Um, I did the last few like stressful things what's today today's monday yeah today's monday so yesterday um i uploaded uh like the actual documents to uh, amazon and now the paperback is live as of today which is very exciting i ordered myself a copy and i want it in my grubby little hands (laughs) so did you feel like some kind of shift occur internally when you finally hit publish on amazon even though i know it's not live yet but did you feel a different type of way yeah i mean i think i just felt a lot more relaxed because last week was super stressful just because I was like I've got to write an author bio I have to figure out how how do I get how do I get this thing set up on KDP how do I oh my god I still can't get it set up on Goodreads I don't know what I'm doing over there Goodreads is always a challenge I'll figure that out at some point who knows (laughs) if anybody has tips shoot them my way um so it was just like a bunch of little things on top of like my day job is decently busy so there's been you know days where I was like if I could just just focus on this book stuff for like four hours I'd be good so now I feel a lot more relaxed I think now that it's all submitted good so the hardest parts of the publishing process are over but now um, you are in the being perceived process. Yes. <laughs> so I've labeled part. this episode. I've titled this episode, The Philosophical Dilemma of Being Perceived, which <laughs> might mean that absolutely nobody listens to it. But I think as writers, we're in a really <laughs> unique position where we are perceived when we write not for what we look like or for our physical appearance or for like anything outward, but mm-hmm. for the literal thoughts in our head that we have transcribed on to a page which what could be more intimate and close and personal than that you put it like that that's yeah that's pretty rough (laughs) (laughs) trying to make this terrible for you i'm kidding (laughs) no no no. i love it i think some people take this easily they don't have any problem at all with the kind of like the challenge of other people consuming their work and you know judging their work or talking about their work but i would say it was really difficult for me specifically Mm me (laughs) and but it's gotten better I've gotten better at it. And I didn't think the time would come. But I think now I have a lot more like internal confidence, like I care a lot less about what people think or what their opinions are. And I'm more like am using kind of my intuition, my creative intuition to guide me when it comes to putting things out there and what I think their value is. I didn't think I would get to this point. But I've gotten to this point. But where are you right now? Tell me how you're feeling. Um, well, first of all, congrats, because that's pretty amazing. Because that- well, we'll see how long I stay. You know, the, everything is <laughs> it's kind of like the the um, stages of grief, like you go back and forth and back and forth. Yeah, no day by day. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not. Um, Okay, so I'm going to tell a tiny little story to express how I feel about, I think, being perceived. So like years and years ago, a friend of mine 
was um, friends with a journalist who was looking for people to interview for an article. And she was like, hey, would you like to do this? And I was like, heck yeah, I love to talk to people about myself, clearly. (laughs) But like I do, you know, I was like, how fun would that be? And so she, we did a phone interview. It wasn't too long. um, And she wrote the article. And I don't think it was even published in the print version of the paper. It was just online. Um, And I wasn't the only person interviewed, but my God, did I read the comments when that article Uh came out? And that was the biggest mistake I've ever made in my entire life. Um, Because I could see now, like, I was like, oh, I came across as, like, sounding kind of, like, spoiled and whatever. And the whole time I'm looking at the comments and I'm like, that's not what I meant, though. No, no, you don't know. I'm really, I think I'm a pretty nice person. I promise you I'm not that way. And then I was like, oh, it doesn't matter anymore. Like, you can't do anything at that point. Like, it's out there. That's not meant, like, there's nothing for me to do with this. So, like, I'm trying to remember that this is a very similar scenario of, like, I did this thing. It was, it's mine. But, like, now it's, like, the readers for whoever reads it. And they can have whatever opinion they want about it. And I'm totally cool with that. And I'm going to try my very best not to, you know, if I get negative reviews, read those. But I have problems with impulse control, so I will probably read them. So I feel like you're already in a really evolved spot to handle being published, like being a published writer in this world. And maybe all it took was one article where people really misunderstood you. (laughs) Yes, they just ripped me a new one. And I was like, no, internet strangers. How did you come across like so terrible to these people? I just like can't imagine any article could have inspired that much (laughs) from people. I've never commented on like a news article. Well, you know what? Well, first, I used to always like read news article comments because I was really fascinated by like the discussion that would go on in them. And like 90% of it is terrible. And then there's like nuggets of like actual good stuff. But I just think people were like literally trolling to be like, let's see what I can say on this article. So sad. Um, so yeah, it was pretty, I never did it again. I was like, I'm never going to do this. Again. <laughs> you know, and there's the difference between you and me. And cause I do respect you for having done it and for having the attitude of like, yeah, I'm going to go uh, sure. Like I'll do this with you. I would have been like, no, cause I don't trust like reporters and I don't trust like anybody <laughs> because I am so concerned about being misunderstood. This is actually something I talked about with my therapist and take a shot at home for me mentioning my therapist, which I mentioned several times in every single episode. But I always talk about how like being understood is so important to me and I hate when I feel like I'm Mm. being misunderstood and I especially hate when I feel like I'm being purposefully misunderstood like when someone's gaslighting me Mm. and it just like makes me I mean I could like ruminate on that feeling for just like days like I won't get over it for days if I feel like somebody is like purposely misconstrued something I've said oh yeah I think the difference for me is if it's a stranger versus somebody I know both would matter so yeah which is fair I but and I trying to think I, it bothers me even more. Well, in my personal life, it would bother me a lot. But like in a professional setting, obviously, it bothers me a lot. And because I will literally just forever, I'll yeah. be like, that person hates yeah. me. They just hate me forever. And they don't even, they didn't think about me beyond the four seconds it took for them I to say whatever that. they said. But I will think about it for the, for for the rest of my time on this earth. <laughs> I know you only have advanced review copies out right now, but you have had some reviews already. You've had feedback already. How has this changed mm-hmm. or how is this shaped how you feel about your writing or like are you surprised by things people are seeing or by what they're saying Mm -hmm. and like what are you learning yeah I mean like I've I've had you know just a couple messages 
and like one person posted a review in their story, yeah. which was very nice. Um, and people have said very kind things. And so like I, my brain automatically goes to, oh no, they can't mean that. But I'm like, <laughs> you know, of course, like they, they do, right? Like I don't, you know, um, that's just how my brain like automatically interprets things sometimes. But what I think what has been surprising is you know I've had some people say that like I really enjoyed this book like I think it's great and like I I think I had somebody say like I'm surprised that this is your you know you haven't been like writing that long and that was the one that like felt the best to me because I was like oh okay like this feels legit now do you know what I mean like I needed to hear that to have to be validated I guess that somebody who does not know me yeah it's a confidence boost and somebody who does not know me at all was like I like this book just like objectively it's always weird like a big ex- a strange experience for me but like an overall positive one was when people would read my book and then like reach out to me and I would be like especially when they would mm-hmm. email because like dms are one thing right because like bookstagram is a whole big place we're all connected but like somebody searching me out to email me and like yeah. tell me something is always such a strange experience because I'm like oh wow like nobody's making you do this like you're just choosing like you were just moved to this action which is always like crazy which by the way I've never done I've never like read a book by so- and I have been very moved by many books, but I just never realized like you could. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just and that we- yeah. somebody would read it. But, but we're not that disconnected. And also, what was I gonna say? Um oh, you know it's funny when um because partner track was like my first experience with having any kind of like public feedback about my writing. And it's mm-hmm. funny to me what readers like pick out of your story as being important or something they like or something that is worth like um like teasing or whatever but like what everybody everybody talked about with yeah. partner track was the fucking vibrator scene in the beginning and I was like oh yeah the plane in the or hotel. Like and the I was hotel? like and when I yeah. first of all I rewrote that scene twice and I rewrote it like really last minute and I and it's my by far my least favorite scene and I was like that's so weird that a vibrator was like a big deal to everybody you know what I mean <laughs> it's like that's such a straight like mm-hmm. you can't predict it I just like didn't think that was going to be like the thing people cared about or maybe they just didn't finish the book and it was because it was in the beginning I don't I thought yeah, sure yeah. They finished. <laughs> but yes like the things that you were like you had no idea that they were gonna like this line right. or this thing you were like did I I don't remember actually writing that did you get that experience because that definitely happens yeah like it's just there or like the way they interpret your characters I'm like oh cool I, I, I like that you see them that way because like I didn't even necessarily see them the way that way so like I think it's um, I think it's cool because that is like the reader yeah. experience, right? Once the reader has the book, they can interpret the characters and the story however they want, like whatever fits for where their experience. And I kind of I really love that because I do that. <laughs> it's Sorry, okay. My cat's meowing. <laughs> Um, Because I do that when I read, right? Like I assign how I think somebody looks in my head and how they would interact if I were standing in front of them kind of thing. So it's it's so interesting. Um, So that was pretty It is just really like such an interesting and unique experience and one that I feel like most people don't have because there's just not that many published writers in the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, like comparatively to the general population of people, (laughs) there are a lot of published writers, but not in comparison. Yeah. So that's exciting. I'm proud of you. I really accomplished okay. something big. I know I've said this before, but it's it bears repeating every time. Um, it is no small feat. Even to publish a novella, it is no small fucking feat. That's for sure. Yeah, it still takes a lot of like, even like once you're done writing it, like the act of getting it ready to like publish a cover 
set like it all still takes all the same steps some of them are just shorter i guess than others arguably the worst parts in my opinion are all the like administrative parts and the organizational parts i fucking hate it (laughs) i hate it so much yeah that part i actually don't hate that part but that's just i think because like what i do for like a living is kind of like hurting cats really so i'm just like hurting i'm hurting myself so 2023 what's that looking like for you writing wise i have a couple so i have the book that i wrote earlier this year i don't know exactly what i'm going to do with that what yet. do you want um, to do with that what would be honestly. ideal i mean ideal would be that it was in a usable format but it was like usable content that i could like publish but i think it has to be completely rewritten which is fine but i just don't have the desire yeah. to so i have other of course i have other stuff that i want to write like other stories that i've started just to outline and quote unquote, the goal really in 2023 is to become better at plotting and outlining so that I don't end up like I did with this other, the other full length book where it changed so much over time because I was figuring out the story as I went. Because what I think I am finding is that I am not, my forte is not then going back and trying to make sense of all of the things. So I'm, I'm really trying to do that up front. So I have two different, two to three different stories that I've been like working on just like, but I don't know which one is going to win. Would you consider both at the same time? Oh God. I don't know if I, I don't think it sounds dirty. Yeah. I don't think I could uh, write both of them at the same time. I don't, I don't know. Cause I'm always going to have something that I like more. And then the other thing will suffer. So I think I have to do one at a time. But I am also next year, my goal is to really get like on a better schedule because I want to really plan mm-hmm. these things out because like I want to keep going, right? Like I don't want to slow down. I want to, you know, I would love to publish two yes. books next year, I think. I think that's like a manageable goal. I'm aiming for three books this coming year. It's a lot. Nice. That's a lot for me, but I think I can do it. And I have to say that, especially because I feel like you and I did this holiday novella thing together, being able to get my novellas done, Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I'm in the races. I can do this. I know I can do this. I can reach goals. And I've like reached, you know, writing goals before. But um, now I'm just like, no, this is this is you now. You're a person who makes goals. (laughs) Like you're a person who can reach Mm -hmm. your deadlines. And you are a person who can finish what you start, which is a very new concept for me. Um, A person who doesn't finish many things, or at least I would say like while I was kind of like in the time of my life where I was just like dreaming about being a writer someday like an author someday I never Mm -hmm. finished anything like it was just like I would write like a thousand words and I would be like well that's that I don't know what a story is (laughs) you know what I mean I like just didn't and I don't know why like and I have a weird brain maybe yours is like this too where it's like um I have to essentially like front front load my brain with information and then my brain has to sit on it for like a while and I have to just kind of like toil Mm -hmm. and mess up and fuck up and like write bad stuff until suddenly one day my brain is like we know how to do this now and then all of a sudden it's like a flit like just like a switch you know in lots of ways my brain can be very binary like I'm either on or off I'm kind of like that with people too I either like people or I don't and this is like kind of like a thing I've had to learn to work with just as a writer and to like have to kind of teach myself Mm -hmm. to like kind of soften my edges a little bit because I can be so like black or white about things like in this context you know what I mean not like and other things but like in the context of writing sometimes and, and learning mm-hmm. but yeah I either know it or I don't and when I know it suddenly I know it <laughs> it just happens out of nowhere it's usually a seed I planted months earlier well and when you say or I don't know if you would agree with this but since we wrote our books like together you wrote two novellas which oh my one god one is very like, short I'm super proud of you for that 
that's all right. It's still still two separate books um, in a very short time period. And I feel like you were just yeah. like very nobody can see what I'm doing. I'm like <laughs> hand gesturing of like like because even there were days where I was like, oh, I don't feel like doing this. And you're like, come on. To be fair, you are Let's working a full time job and I am not. But still, yeah. but still, like to keep the creative thing going like that's not like work I can force myself one because I have to get paid right but like create like it's all on you to just get your brain to do the thing and that's really hard and exhausting it's definitely like um um it's a muscle that you have to work out and I've and I've realized this or I am beginning to realize this Mm -hmm. because I guess I spent like a lot of my life just internalizing all these ideas about myself that I'm lazy that I don't finish things that I could never that I'm for some reason not one of the chosen people who can figure things out or who will be successful like it's definitely like the narrative I had and a lot of that is like neurodivergence related although I'm not even trying to pathologize neurodivergence when I say that I just say like my brain just like having my brain just does not cooperate in the same way that other people's does. So it always like, uh, it caused me a lot of problems growing up, I would say a lot of coping mechanisms that happened as a result. But from what from this experience, what I've learned is that when I really care about something, and I invest in it, it's a it's a marathon. And it's something that I just have to be dedicated to doing. And then eventually I will get better, which is like a lesson maybe I hadn't learned earlier in my life. It took me this many years to just like learn lessons that like 10 year olds already know and that's basically who I am in a nutshell (laughs) I mean but I don't think that that is first of all most 10 year olds don't know that I don't know I feel like 10 year olds are very like emotionally smart to be honest I mean yes (laughs) true but I think that you bring up a good point because we all have these things ingrained in our in us that we believe about ourselves mm-hmm. that like we don't even remember why we believe the things that we believe sometimes like I never thought like when I started writing I was like yes I'm gonna do this but did I ever really think that I was going to publish something I said it I said it like a million times but I don't think I really thought that I would because I am a person who has always just like kind of been like, I'm going to do this thing. And I fuck around and I don't do this thing. Yeah. And I was like, I can't fail at this. Like, and I use the word fail, meaning just not meeting, not, not doing, doing what it. I wanted. Yeah, yeah. not doing it. Um, but you were like a huge help for me with that just over like the last year since we've known each other of being like, I promise you, once you do it once, you'll, you'll feel, it'll feel different. You'll be like, oh, okay. I did it once. I could do this again. Yeah. I think I could do it again. It was a lesson like I had just learned. I was like, let me impart this wisdom. I'm so wise. Let me impart this wisdom. (laughs) thing I learned five minutes ago. (laughs) That's fine. It doesn't matter when you learned it, but it helped me because I was like, I don't know. It just, but it took a while for it to click. And it took a while for me to stop believing all the things that I have always believed about myself of like not being good enough, not being talented. I'm like, you know what? I could fall on my face, but at least I did it. For now, and I want to do it again. And I think I'll only get better as I keep doing it. Yeah. And I think that's, and I know like we're not saying anything new under the sun here. We're not saying anything like revelatory, but it's like, it's so true that it's okay to be bad at something and Mm -hmm. still to try your hardest and keep trying at it. Like it's okay, honestly. And, and I think like that was a lesson for me. Like I had never really learned how to be bad at things. It was always like, if you're not really good at something, then you might as well not do it, you know? And I always had like, I had like a natural aptitude for like certain creative things, but if I didn't get it perfectly, then I would was like such a failure and like now I'm mm-hmm. like I don't care if I fail as long as I'm doing the thing I want to do wow I really have come a long way this <laughs> until someone this tags me in a three-star review and then I'm like look this business <laughs> oh my god 
please don't do it folks although i don't know if anybody i don't know if like reviewers listen but i mean i'm sure all the other writers listening uh, don't yes, tag I, no. I would also say like just a word of I'm sure that some writers might disagree with this but I would say other writers if you are going to tag and review a, pe- a peer's writing um, hmm. only only tag five stars don't oh, be, yeah. don't be tagging anything lower than that in a fellow mm-hmm. writer it is just not in my opinion good etiquette but that's just yeah. my opinion I mean go ahead and rate it whatever you want but don't tag people don't include a writer that you know especially it's just not yeah. it's not good etiquette well, um, and i personally wouldn't even like if i'm gonna talk about a book i mean it's always gonna be a book that i like love right, you know same. and i also and people can do whatever they want but i don't use stars for you know why do i feel weird Capital, for capitalism stars are capitalism they're like here's the yeah, worth here's the value yeah. of this book and, yeah. uh, do you not remember the competition as children in school to earn gold right. star stickers? We've always been trying to get oh those fucking God. stars. Because you got rewarded. Yeah. You get extra 10 minutes of extra resource, recess resource. Whatever, <laughs> and resources, you know yeah. And resources probably <laughs> too. You know, like here, here's a fun, here's a fun Lisa Frank pen for getting three stars for nothing. I mean, I would do a lot for like, a fun oh, Lisa Frank Are you kidding pen. me? I was the biggest suck up. <laughs> I always had all my stars. You know, that takes you far in life, Gabby. I know it has. <laughs> I know about you. A, a little charm <laughs> turn on a little charm and get I your way get it from my dad yeah <laughs> um so yeah this has been an interesting experience i think i don't um it's like a whole you know i'm i'm like ready for this decade of my life how about you like we're both we're we're both mm-hmm. the same age and yep. I think like now's the time, right? Now's the time to do all the things. Yeah, we like to do. I'm, I, like sometimes I'm like I should have started sooner, and then I'm like I wouldn't have been ready sooner. Yeah. I don't think I would have. No, I couldn't have. Now right. here's what I've been feeling though. Uh, yes, I definitely had this like, feeling of like, oh, I wish I had started sooner. Because, but my worry now isn't even that. But it's like, how am I going to get as much done before I die as I want to get done? You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, how am I going to write enough books before I die to feel good about myself? Which is a whole other kind of crazy oh. thing to think. But something I think nonetheless. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, yeah, I don't know if there's ever a. I don't know. Can we ever really be satisfied? Because I feel like if you ever are like truly satisfied, do you? Do you just then stop? I don't know. Like, I don't know if creativity what works that? that way. I don't think it does. I don't think it does either. I and I think with me too, I've noticed like I definitely, my writing has already changed. It's already evolved. Of course, everybody's does. But like I've written things that I was like really excited to write like airplane games. I was really excited mm-hmm. to write that. Again, a novel that has been not widely well received. <laughs> but... <laughs> One that I have fucking loved. Um, I just like love, I love everything about it. But um, it was like, I was kind of amazed I was able to write it. I was like, holy shit. Like I would not have been able to execute this concept like two years ago. Mm -hmm. It would have been like too much for me to take on. And now like here I am doing that. And, you know, now I'm working on like things that I feel like are even more high concept and like more fun for me Mm -hmm. to do. And I'm just like so excited, but scared a little bit, you know, like, but less afraid of failure than I was. Now I'm like, okay, you know what you're doing. Like, it's not that I know the specifics of what I'm doing, but I know what I'm doing in the sense that I know how to keep going instead of Well, and I think there's like a real correlation between um you start writing the things you really want to write um when you stop when you stop caring so much about like how everybody else is going to perceive it um or what kind of reviews it might get or or things like that 
So it enables you to just, and then you're obviously more excited about what you're working on. Like the stuff that I want to write next year is, I think the book I wrote earlier this year, the one that's just like sitting there, I think I was trying to write like what I think people would want kind of. And I think that's why I don't feel so close to it because I'm like, I don't think I wrote this book for me. I don't know who I wrote this book for, you know? So yeah, I, I like what you're saying. it, It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And also I think what's interesting is like how now I don't find myself running out of ideas because I'm like, oh, ideas. I've like taught myself how to have ideas now and not even know. It's not even taught myself how to have ideas. It's I've taught myself how to find the ideas that have already been in my brain forever. Like they were always Mm -hmm. there. I just didn't know how to find them because I was so out of touch with myself. But now I'm like getting back into touch with myself and I'm like, oh, which sounds dirty. And I'm like, oh, I know how to like find tap into the unlimited potential of ideas that I have in my head already that just exist Mm -hmm. because I am a person and like all people are creative. So that has been like really nice. It's a really nice feeling. I say this this week. Yeah. Next week, I'm going to be like, fuck. That's okay. I don't know what to write. No, I'm kidding. I've already started another book, but that does lead me to what? a problem. Oh, wait. I know. Yeah. You know the book. I was like, what? I knew this. There's yeah. actually two books that I, I'll just talk about it here. There's actually two books that I'm really excited about. One book I'm writing about right now is about a, I'm going to, should I just drop it? Should I just talk about it? Why not? This is a small yes, community who listen to this podcast. Yeah. Who cares? Um, it's about a woman who is works as a copywriter and she has kind of lost lost her voice and she's basically only writing for other people and so she's basically like lost touch with who she is and she's at work one day and her boss she's like in love with her boss but her boss is like kind of a dickhead and he's always like getting her to work late and he's the one who's like she's always writing for she's writing memos in his name and emails in his name company newsletters in his in his own words right but so she has to work late one day and she's like kind of and she knows she should be like concentrating but she's kind of got a little bit of a rebellious streak in her still and she's like fucking around on the internet and then what does she find but and I was gonna originally make it YouTube but she finds a guy I'm gonna say now maybe like like who has a TikTok channel and his Mm -hmm. TikTok channel is exploring in in an anthropological way the history of the internet and she's like, wow, this is fascinating until she sees that he has found her old live journal from when she was 16. And he is analyzing it through the lens of an anthropologist. And she is fucking horrified because she used to be like a (laughs) hellion. And she used to be like wild. And now she's this tamped down person with no voice. So that is the that's the hook of the novel. And then the other one I really want to write is, bless you to my dog who just sneezed. The other one I want to write is um, the story about death is the main character. And he, the plot of this one is he one day wakes up and realizes his fingertips are missing. And he's like, what is happening? I am disappearing. And so he makes an appointment with God and he's, and he has to like go see God to talk to him. And he's like, Hey, um, I'm disappearing. What's going on? And God is like, I don't know what you're talking about. You look fine to me. And he's like, look at my hands. I can't see my fingertips. And God is like, did I not make you good enough? Are you criticizing my creation? Mm -hmm. And that's like, no, 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 no. I don't know. And so he like leaves feeling confused. He's like, but I swear to God, my fingertips are gone. I'm not crazy. And then he's like, walking out of the parking lot and he gets stopped by a woman and she is like do you ever feel like something's missing that's what she says to him 
<laughs> anyway, that's the beginning of that story. So those are the stories I want to write. Those are the ones I'm working on for next year. So I already have one done in the hopper, the one that maybe everybody will hate that might ruin my career. Nobody will ever want to read anything by me again after I publish it, but I'm <laughs> doing it anyway. And so that, that story is coming out in 2023. That's going to be the first one. And then the other two I want to write is the copywriter one and the one about death. Those are the two I want to do. I'm very excited. Do you want to talk about Sorry, what you're I interrupted you. No, you didn't. Not at all. I talked for a really long time. Do you want to talk about, do you want to give any like hints about yours? You don't have to. Sure. I can give like some small ones. I don't have as fully formed like. um, That's okay. Plots yet for them. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So kind of one of them would be, and I I don't know where it'll go yet, but another one is kind of a work, another workplace romance, which I don't know. I guess I just sort of gravitate towards that a little bit. Um, but, um, and this one also might be, and I don't know yet, kind of a reverse age gap, um, Mm -hmm. that I sort of wanted to do. Um, and then the other one is actually a darker romance, Mm -hmm. which we'll see. I don't know what direction that takes me. I don't know exactly what kind, you know, I don't know if it's going to be mafia. I don't know if it's going to be, you know, like what it is yet, but I have some, some, some ideas. I have like a very brief piece of an outline for it and now you have a lot like many more tools to complete all those yeah exactly um so and i think i feel like more confident that i can do it Mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean i think part of me also just worries that not worries because whatever i can write whatever i want but um you know none of the things go together you know like i don't have any ideas for series or anything like that these are all just like standalones I do have to write Lucille's book, by the way, at some yeah. point. Anyway, I just can't be bothered to keep up with secondary characters. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm very impressed when people can do it, but I don't know if I can. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, and they and here's the thing with like romance, especially. It's like gotta write series, gotta write series. You gotta write a series. Me have never written. I guess technically I did write a series because those novellas yeah. are a series, and then the third, and then the mm-hmm. next book will be a part of that. But I don't know yeah, if that yeah. counts. <laughs> It counts. It counts. They share a world. They do share a world, but tech, but I don't write in series either. Like yeah. it's not, I mean, obviously the two stories I described are not uh, connected in any way whatsoever. So what's the point? Yeah. I, don't, I, yeah. Feel, yeah. I feel like your brain has to work a specific way to do that. Or maybe just like maybe. as you continue to write, maybe that will just come to you. You know what I mean? Or that you might want to add on yeah. or there might be a, a side character that does start speaking to you that you didn't expect to. That can yeah, that's true. Um, we'll see. I I still struggle with a lot of my indecision. But oh, I feel we'll you. But that's what December's for. That's what I'm going to be like working on in December. Brainstorm oh, December. Yeah. But I'm very excited about yours. Thank you. I'm excited about yours too. I also think oh, we should you. do like a our own NaNoWriMo since I missed NaNoWriMo and so did. Well, I didn't know if you did, wanted to no, do it, but wait, no, we both did it together last we year. We did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We should do our own again sometime this in 2023 because okay. I mean, we missed it because we were, I guess, okay, this is really funny. I'm like, oh, we missed it, but it's like we actually just wrote book yeah it's true it's just (laughs) that's a good point although i finished the actual draft like the very beginning of november so i don't know i mean if you're talking like word count would that have counted sure it counts whatever yeah 
be you're right. Instead of just like tracking it like in the nano site, we were just like, oh, I should write a book. We're just going to actually publish <laughs> this in November. <laughs> God, we did this so I mean, two months ago. What, what is today? Today is 11, November 21st. Yeah. Two months ago, were we even doing this yet? Like we haven't no. even really. No. Yeah. Which I guess maybe we shouldn't be admitting to. Alex, it's fine. We did it on a past podcast anyways. Remember we were like, we kind of decided to do this pretty late. True. We, we already admitted to it. But you know what? Like, I actually love one of the stories a lot. I love the like frenemies to lovers stories that I did um, mm-hmm. because I got to do like this thing where they already had a past and they had already been like yeah. hooking up on the down low, but they would like never admit it to each other. So I got to write like scenarios of them 10 years ago, like in a bathroom at a wedding, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. thing and how like how those kind of like led up. I don't know. I liked the tension, the underlying tension of that. Yeah. Um, and then, so that's hotel games. And then holiday games is, I would say like much sweeter, not sweeter as far as like spice level goes, but just in tone, like much more yeah. like gentle than I usually write. Like, I feel like it's, it's not as snarky. It's a little bit more like heartfelt in a weird way. Like just a little different than what I normally do. I'm excited uh, to read it though. It's just different for me. I think it's a little different. I love to be able to exercise like, like different muscles of writing. It's, it's a good mm-hmm. lesson. We're going to close up this episode. And Gabby, where can everybody find you? G Marie writes uh, Instagram and TikTok and uh, Facebook coming soon. Hey, Great. and also where can what are you oh, going? oh there's a book <laughs> um so you can pre-order snowden fling on uh amazon uh but it'll be live on ku and paperback on friday november 25th and the paperback is live now so and you should definitely okay hear my pitch you should definitely order the paperback because the cover is super cute and i think it would look yes. really cute on a bookshelf but i also think it would just be nice to have out over the holidays when you have guests around and they can have like a short little thing to read that looks just cute and is like a fun little read i think what a good i love idea. that idea yes and then flip Stop to chapters cover. six through eight <laughs> see what you find fair enough fair <laughs> enough fair um enough. yeah for a stocking stuffer so definitely get it and you know what speaking of you can also find me i'm cat at catwin author on most platforms that's c-a-t-w-y-n-n i have two holiday novellas coming out soon they are not quite yet ready to uh, order but they will be any day now holiday games and hotel games again another good stock stuffer again i love my fucking covers i it was touching though i was worried but i ended up loving them i hope you love them too i think they also look very festive so please order those you know read it it's going to be available on ku this is my first ku book so i'm really excited about that um anyway and if you like us and you like this podcast and you want to hear more of us you can follow us at tall dark and fictional that's tall dark fictional on instagram and tdf pod on tiktok and twitter gabby anything else you'd like to say if you have days off this week and you're in the u.s enjoy time with your family or your friends or doing whatever the fuck you want that's right i agree (laughs) uh and to the listener as always thanks for coming okay here we go hold on Listen to what I said